Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Sodomites, and welcome to the Sinister Sissies podcast, your guide to true crime, horror, and everything man-on-man and macabre. I'm Jared, your master of depravity, staring at the beautiful face of my filthy little slave, Sam Hamilton. Hi, Sam. Hello, master. And we have a special guest today. Uh, Returning to the podcast is Luke from The Gazer Revolting. Welcome back, Luke. Thank you for having me. When I heard we were going to talk about some some dicks and some, some, some horror and stuff i said sign me yeah up, you know isolation's been lonely <laughs> this is the this is the the most serious and well-researched podcast we've ever done uh it involved arduous oh, hard work on our part I've, I've never seen so many slow motion cum shots in my life <laughs> that was actually the only yeah. note i took for this episode was um, slow motion cum shots at least for one of the 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 pictures we're going to discuss discuss is that they had a lot of a, a real fondness for a slow motion it's classic uh, I, I like i put it out to your listeners if if that's that's an appealing thing or not because for me i kind of like i like the you want the sh- oh you want to you want to like woof, like <laughs> dodging the yeah, bullet wanna, type thing like a super soaker yeah <laughs> yeah for it our listeners, motion we watched like a bunch really of pornos. Points, That's what we're talking about today. Uh, we specifically looked at uh, horror parody, porn uh, porn parodies of horror films. We picked three films uh, that mm. we're going to go through today. We have Gay Racula, Bone Saw, and The Hole. Now, before we start, the hole. <laughs> it's, it's just so good. Uh, before we start, I, I kind of want to... Have you have you encountered much of the porn parody genre before? Because I'm kind of over porn at this point. I'm like particularly in lockdown. I feel like I feel ah. like I've done all the porn. Like I've seen it all. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the studios can't keep up with my appetite in, in quarantine. So I thought the plot driven stuff yeah. would kind of interest me a bit more, but I don't know. I don't know if it really adds much to the overall quality. Mm. For me, I've always seen my own sex life as a bit of a pra- light parody. <laughs> um, so this, like being invited for this in particular, felt fitting. Do you always do you usually come in slow motion? Is that is that why? <laughs> <laughs> There's always like some weird third person, like badly acting in the room. You know, the like in front of my salad sort of thing that. That like that legitimately has happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, porn, 
Porn, I think, as gay men, porn is um, probably uh, an integral part of all of our um, daily lives. It is getting me through and, lockdown. And getting a lot of us through through lockdown. So watching these these particular pictures was quite fun because uh, it's a perfect cross-section of things I liked, which is uh, parodies. <laughs> <laughs> Par- really parodies, parodies and hot men. Some dicks. And yeah. Some- I, mean, yeah, I, think, exactly. I think B grade is a little bit generous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on pretty, here. Although they vary, yeah, they do vary. They do vary. Generous. All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's start with the first one, which is the oldest porn parody that we're going to look at, which was Gay Racula from 1983 mm. uh, by Roger Earl. I wanted to you know give some credit to the filmmakers involved in this. Mm. Uh, the premise of Gay Racula is Count Gaylord stalks the bars in LA for the hunkiest victims, as well as his enemy, the Marquis de Suede. Now, normally when we do films, I do like spoiler warning, <laughs> but <I've>, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The reason we're doing three films is because none of these films have much of a plot per se, but we can go through what plot there is, and you'll just have to be spoiled, unfortunately. So, yeah. Gay Racula opens with a coffin being taken to a castle. Um, we see some men uh, get around to this coffin. This is like the high production part of Gay Racula, mm. where they've got like castles and shit happening. Um, some men surround the coffin, and our protagonist, Gaylord Young, pops out. Played by Tim Kramer. Rest in peace. I, I was I was almost certain oh. he was. Get, I was almost certain he'd be dead when I when I looked him up. And yeah, there's unfortunately was. a lot of rest in pieces as we go along. This this might be a bit of a downer gay porn parody episode. Um, I mean, <laughs> a really a solemn <laughs> tribute. You do you see, you see the evolution though. You know we have exclusively bareback sex in our first film and then as time goes on condoms become more and more prevalent yeah 1983 a lot of these these guys got i will also say the opening because jared sent sort of a google you You mean the dvds that we all bought to watch this film legally oh oh, yeah okay (laughs) and uh, you know we ordered these dvds (laughs) sorry i misspoke for some bizarre i had a stroke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so these DVDs arrived and I was actually really surprised starting Gay Racula with how solemn and um, sort of earnest this opening sequence I is. I think it tries to you stay know, it- that kind of earnest way for most of it. Unlike the other ones where they know what they're doing, I think Gay Racula, they actually tried. Yeah. So... It opens and mm. we see our star Gaylord Young. Uh, we then see him open his cape with his naked body and then turn into a bat, which is like a funny little plastic back thing. Uh, and we get our flashback to seeing Gaylord um, when he was young and had to visit the Marquis de Suede. And this is when we have our first scene where the Marquis de Suede hypnotizes uh, Gaylord Young. He's like, I insist that you stay. You need to be refreshed. You have done me a great service. Now I must service you. Whilst they're going at it, the Marquis bites Gaylord. uh, And then we find out the next day that Gaylord has been turned into a vampire because he can't Mm. see himself in the mirror. But then the, the Marquis appears, this is like apparition in the mirror, uh, and, and Gaylord is unhappy about this. He smashes it, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got oh, some sorry. emotional issues. Spoiler alert, <laughs> he <laughs> broke a mirror. And that's the character motivation in this piece. Revenge. <laughs> revenge. It is, it's it was, a revenge film. A classic yeah. trope, Except, the one that fuels a lot of, you know, I don't know if steamy is the right word, but a lot of, a lot of sex <laughs> Steamy is the right result. word. <laughs> So we then flash forward to 200 years later to the present where the Marquis is in LA. Uh, his manservant, <laughs> I've written here, I'm looking at my notes and it says manservant is hot. I don't, was the manservant hot? I thought so. I think the one assisting the manservant was hot. I would mm. give manservant a B and the assistant a B plus. 
I found yeah. a lot of the white white guys really hard to to discern from one another in in it's this true. in well, this picture. I don't see race; I just see see six packs. So I was just judging <laughs> by uh, how well defined people's muscles were. So there was a lot of that in this movie. So the the manservant and his assistant come in, and the assistant is killed. Oh, sorry, another fucking scene. Kind of brushing past that. Uh, and Gaylord needs to feed, so he. I like that he he bites the servant's ass. Yes, that's probably my favorite kill scene in any horror film I've seen this year. I also <laughs> that love was, the fact yeah. that there was no blood. It did seem a weird disparity that someone who'd just blown a load on someone's back, uh, you know, like that was okay to show, but then him sort of feasting or taking a bite out of someone's peach. It may have been like I don't know what the laws are in America. I'm assuming they're a bit more like loose. But in a in Australia, if you show any violence along with pornography, it's bu- bumped up to a refused classification. That's uh. why that that porn parody of um, pirates uh, got banned in Australia, and Bruce the Bruce's LA Zombie got banned as well because they were in zombie makeup and therefore it was necrophilia. So who would have imagined this would be? the the time of day that i learned my thing for for the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're learning all about how to make pornography okay. in australia so sex and violence don't make the perfect couple but individually they're fine yes Apparently. in the yes, eyes so. of you know in separate films the pornography rating board yes i will also like to say that i know we're, we're kind of skipping past the sex in these mm. these pictures well we don't have to we can give you know but my, but the thing I found a lot of the sex really like quite sensual in this 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 fabulous one. Eighties, like, well, and he's like, had two hundred years porn. to brush up on his technique, you know. <laughs> well, that no, yeah. but all all the porn is a lot less like mechanical as like modern than m- modern porn. Like it's very and real life. I, well, at least my real life, you you know the the even though this is you know a horror parody or horror genre porn film i was like oh these men are actually caressing one another and i don't remember the last time i've seen that in a porn usually where it's like spitting in each other's faces and saying shut up you dirty bitch you know honestly right now the hottest thing for me right now would be a hug yeah that, that, was, that was it maybe it's the isolation but i, I like, think it's just really nice. like i don't need to fuck anyone i just, I just want the caress in terms of the plot the next thing is that we have our like big confrontation uh, between Gaylord and the Marquis at this. I did enjoy that there was this like go-go dancing thing. I did love that. That happened. Yeah. Um, But the Marquis and Gaylord meet each other and it's just like, hey, like there's no anger. (laughs) Sorry, I almost spat out my mind. Jared's not exaggerate. It literally (laughs) is like they walk into the room and and greet each other quite casually. (laughs) I knew my powers would bring us back together. We must celebrate our union tonight. Take a chair. Enjoy the show. A 200-year feud, and they're like, oh, hi. But, uh, but not even, like, an acknowledgement of the time. <laughs> Look, I guess when you're a vampire, 200 years is like 200 minutes. It's I don't like know. nothing. But I think everything yeah. in this film, there are we do have a couple of story beats, including some intense romantic stuff. And it's always delivered in this exact same tone. That sounds like your normal voice. Hey. Well, anyway, I guess I should have been in an 80s porno then. But it's, it, it doesn't Look, even have the finesse of, like, a grade five school play. Which is, they weren't hired for their acting skills. Uh, and that is a theme throughout these three films. Yes, but, you know, the other skills are very much appreciated, at least in this film. So he, he tries to trick the marquee. Um, I, I've written down... That he he's he said I uh, I got him into my lair by enticing him with some sport fucking sport f- yeah sport fucking yeah I, I don't know what that means uh, he ends up tying him up and goes to nail uh, a wood through his heart but then the marquis says that there is a cure for his vampirism mm. it requires a ceremony um, where he finds the man he he loves mm. now. He then explained this to me. He summons a random dude. No, it's a waiter that he met at a restaurant. Haven't you ever fallen in love with some hot boy that served it you food? It was a waiter. It was some blonde waiter. But the waiter's, is, waiter's hot. He was hot. Mm. The waiter instantly appears and then they start like making out. 
I actually and like the soundtrack in, in this. Love. I like the soundtrack in this scene. No, it made me buy that relationship. You know, this mm. this, this made great <laughs> use of like either royalty free or just very familiar simps that were used to great effect. You know, and it was a great tonal shift. Oh, great! And uh, the way yeah, that he yeah. jackhammers him, this is the most primal sex we get in the film. So that really communicated that sense of love to me. It's a journey. You 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 know, gay killer. Oh, gay racket. My yeah. fucking god, gay racula is is a real. It's role. a terrible name. Draculas. Draculas, Fagula, uh, you know, is a real roller coaster journey because you're sitting there at the beginning going, this is quite earnest. This is, this is like the opening of The Exorcist in some, you know, it's, it's like ooky spooky. Yeah. Uh, and then it's a little bit camp when they go to this go go bar and there's a weird dance number where a guy has like some, like a chain of pearls around his dick and he's. Yeah, I don't. I know camp's it's not your favorite one. thing, but it was like a very campy moment. And then it, uh, and in between all the fucking, of course, but then this romantic subplot sort of, well, main plot actually yeah, sort of appears. the main character. And, uh, and it's treated also very earnestly of like, these two men are in love with that. It's like, this is a full journey in an hour and a bit of, 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 a, of a porno. So before the journey continues, though, we have to do a side tangent to the blood bank. Oh, that yeah, yes. that well, was true. Blood bank was a great example of a recurring theme in all these films. They really try and throw in as many incidental sex scenes as humanly possible. I mean, yeah. I think at the, the blood bank, people start having sex that aren't even in the main cast. That's right. The Marquis starts having sex with like a doctor or something. Well, no, he, he <laughs> runs in, he grabs some blood and goes to another room and then a nurse comes in, a male nurse, and then is like, the Marquis like, want to fuck? And the nurse is like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> just, but yeah, that uh, was a romantic little... It's a, there's, a, there's like a fireplace and stuff, isn't there, for these guys? It's, it's real nice. It's real sweet. Well, it's going to get a lot less nice because then we then get to the, the ceremony itself, which is like an orgy mm. thing that happens. Uh, the filters started cockering as well, so I thought I was thinking of you during this scene. Jared did a post the other day on Instagram saying that he spent all his money during lockdown on um, fetish wear oh. from Eagle Leather. So I'm kind of curious. I've got like, I've got like, I can give you a bit of a, a yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Those guys aren't cheap. Later. That's that that that's that's. I've got now. I've got to a point where I bought so much fetish and sex toy stuff that I literally have. I don't have a drawer. I have like a, a huge box. Of, of of implements so that like when i finally hook up it's gonna be like bring it all out like when you get the christmas tree down at you know when you get the christmas tree down yeah. from the attic in december well, it'll be fucking and dusty part? and i have to dust off all the butt plugs yeah. <laughs> um so we have this wonderful little orgy. I, I, I say that, that the music gets really intense. I think this is our first set of slow motion cum shots. It's part of this scene. I have coming crescendo in my notes for this scene. Because mm. I think that there's various cum shots in either way. It's all very dramatic. Um, As any ritual uh, should be. Yes, I vote to replace <laughs> all blood with cum for future satanic rituals. <laughs> I don't know what this... My notes are terrible for this. I've got some tender, nice touching. <laughs> I think it's probably like what we were saying before. Like, these men generally sort of, like, hug and, and sort of, like, lay with each other a little bit. It's, it's nice. You know, and it, and it feels <laughs> nice. And that's probably saying more about oh, us we're right sad. now. <laughs> we are sad, but it also means we've all, we've all been adhering to our to you know the current conditions. It's been a while since we yeah. had a man stroke us and tell us <laughs> we're beautiful. Uh, the marquee goes for a bite of uh, the the main character's new lover, and then in reply, the marquee stakes him. Um, oh, the ritual was bullshit. It was just an excuse for an orgy, and that causes like a whole thing. Yeah, uh, it did cause that- a whole thing. The young lover wants to be a vampire, but the main character, Gaylord, is like, no, you don't want to live like this. Um, And then the wonderful ending of this film is that the sun comes up and he becomes human after all because love conquers all. I'm saved. So what are you going to do now? I think I'll work on my tan. It was was quite a (laughs) strangely sweet 
ending for, for a film. My favorite takeaway from this film was in the end credits as well, where a portion of the profits were donated to the Gay and Lesbian Community Center in LA. Oh. So, you know, this was, you know, fucking for a good cause. Like, you know, a lot but, of people felt good watching and a lot of people felt good in the community. I um, It was looking at the academic commentary to do with Gay Racula, which you wouldn't think exists. Uh, I assume there's in. plenty out there on this <laughs> this particular film. There's like all of it was is talking about like um, like this is a really big deal. It was it was like it was like this is challenging the heteronormativity of the horror genre by having a vampire, you know, be involved in homoerotic acts. And I also found I feel like they watched the wrong movie. And I also found that. one that like was like often dismissed as a porn film. No, this was this. Uh, well, this was I, a. I think I counted nine minutes of story and like eighty-one minutes. Of fucking, so. But can I say what a what a wild nine minutes of story that that that, that is was. right there. If 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 it someone could it well. cut that and upload that onto YouTube, I'd highly recommend checking it out because it's, it's 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 a journey. I I enjoy. It. I, I I give this one like. I, we're, uh, we're not like reviewing these films. Oh no! <laughs> let's do let's do this. Let's give it star- no. Let's not do stars. Let's do. Uh... I would give it four frogs because I give everything frogs. But okay, um, four frogs out of five or four frogs out of ten. Four out of four frogs. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. I, w- I, I would give this um, four cups of cum out of yeah out, out of six. All right. All right. You know, I enjoyed some of it. (laughs) I'm giving it three prolapsed anuses out of five. That's a decent score. Yeah, I'm gonna give it three and three and a half things in butt cheek out of five. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Appreciated it, some of the diversity and and the sensualness of the sex scenes. Mm. Where am I? Don't worry, you're with me. I won't hurt you. Relax. That's it. Relax. I had to make him submit to me. I had to make him fall in love with me. My heart was pounding in my chest. My desire for the young man was a strange feeling. It wasn't like my need to taste blood. It was even more powerful. Our next film is Bonesaw, which is from 2006 and is clearly a parody of the Saw franchise. Mm. It's directed by Jet Black. The premise is a man wakes up in an abandoned warehouse and is forced to navigate a series of deadly traps Set by a sadistic serial killer <laughs> known as Bonesaw. <laughs> this one really reflects the time period it was made in because it's a lot quicker to the point. You know, in the noughties, we don't wait around for things. We need the plot like within a minute. We basically yeah. also yeah. the uh, porn industry is starting to lose money because the internet exists. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> the production true. values. Uh, I felt like this got to the fucking a lot quicker. Uh, it felt a lot less just from the start. It felt a lot less like a film. Gay yeah. Racula, legitimately, I feel like I could send a, a link to Gay Racula to JB, my best mate, who loves vampire stuff, and he could probably sit through at least a good fifteen minutes of Gay Racula before he <laughs> realized it was a porn. But uh, Bone Saw is um, it, it's it's right into it. It's girls. straight to the point. It is straight to the <laughs> this point. This guy wakes up in his like CK in his Calvin Klein. <laughs> You're like, this guy's well, gay. We have, <laughs> but to show the lack of budget, they looked, they looked kind of old. Oh. They looked like they've been worn by the director. Like they woke up in times. his own. Un- the the porn staff was like, Off bring line. your the the production. Bring your like, own. Bring your People own underwear to the porn shoot. So the character who wakes up is Lee, played by uh, Bobby Williams. Uh, it's another R.I.P. He died in a car accident in 2013. Oh, 
And you just mocked him, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make fun of his, his dirty underwears or nothing. That was sad. Look, I'm going to hope it wasn't his personal underwear and that was like forced forced on him by production. Uh, hopefully nothing was forced on him in a porn production. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Wrong choice of words. Um, Lee wakes up and... Uh, Unlike the the surround sound of a of an actual Saw franchise, it's this tiny tiny little stereo box. Explains <laughs> yeah. that he's got a uh, something strapped to his ankle that if he tries to to take off, he'll get zapped. Uh, <laughs> and there's a series of trials that need to be done. instantly walks out to a to a guy getting rimmed on like is it like a tractor no yeah. um, a forklift i think it was a forklift. a forklift everyone is a lot older in this film i found it's kind a, of like a yeah, yeah the demographic for this felt well i feel like the lead character was uh i hate 20s yeah i hate using the word twinkie but it seemed like they'd put a sort of twinkie lead in there but the 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 demographic i think for the sex was definitely angled more towards uh the daddy market the daddy the daddy market yeah they were kind of they were kind of hunks they were like flourishing mm. with daddy jim they were like yeah 30, 30, 34, yeah you know? so the forklift daddies fuck and it's fairly you know through the motions type stuff we're in the 2000s not a lot of tenderness it's a lot of like Ugh, yeah this is more the the type of porn yeah. that that you know I, yeah. I saw this as like okay this i recognize this type of porn you're gonna rim for a bit you're gonna spit for a bit and you, yeah you know i mean there's some slight plot in there you know he gets told that they're gonna fucking after they come something yes, bad he needs to wait happen. until after they come um, crucial plot point something terrible so we get like a little prologue and then to, like, to, I, I do want to for People listening, it may sound like we're sort of mad libbing the plot, or, or I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm the, hoping this makes. I'm trying to keep it a coherent enough. You plot. know, it, I, I I could imagine someone listening being like, it actually just sounds like these guys are mad libbing. Yeah, but apologies, but it's just honestly, the way these films are made. Yeah, look these films up, order them <laughs> on DVD as we did legitimately to view yeah. them. Uh, yeah. Jared and Sam are not like missing any story beats whatsoever. I've I've got to say I was a bit surprised when Jared's like let's do porn parodies and I in my mind I'm like oh they'll probably be like twenty minute segments and then there were three full length. They're yeah, films. Just- They're films. So, you know it actually was it actually was a bit of in- intense study to think, do. I think the clip thing that we have now didn't come into play until because tube sites weren't a thing in two thousand six. Well, they were just like emerging baby tube. Oh, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> don't, like a... Don't go there, baby. Okay, okay sorry. Don't, <laughs> don't go there. Don't go, go there. That's not what I meant. That is not what I meant. I just expressed my love for people over the age of 30. No, and into nobody a, Google that. Nobody Google that. Don't do that. As don't far as we're aware, no site such as BabyTube exists, <laughs> and we've never visited BabyTube. <laughs> well, look, and 2007 was <laughs> the first time oh, I went on this recording's now okay. evidence. Back to the plot. <laughs> Um, no, well, after after the, the forklift drivers come, uh, we get our first test. <laughs> um, I'm, of- I'm sorry to keep laughing. It's just that the, the, the <laughs> it idea is of this test just tickles me so much. One of the boyfriends is the guy on the intercom's ex named Danny. Yes. And, okay, I may, I may get this wrong, but... Um, one can only lie and the other can only tell the truth, right? Yes. Okay. No, wait. Only, well, one of them is like a pathological liar, but one of them is lying about who is Danny's ex-boyfriend. It's that classic riddle. riddle Not Danny me. Jigsaw. <laughs> Sorry. <Luke. laughs> it's, Not Jigsaw. It's, it's Bonesaw. The, 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 I don't know. It's like in every... 
You, your guys ever used to play those like point and click adventure games on the computer? No, you know, I like... wasn't a loser. Um... <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jared. <laughs> anyway, every every single one of those included this puzzle where it's like, what? Pick out the liar. One of these always tells the truth. One of them always lies, and one of them is, you know. Holds the key. Uh, it just tickled me so much because I was like, this, this, "This, what, what serial killer set this up?" So the question he ends up asking them is, "If I ask your partner if he was his boyfriend, what would you say?" Yeah, and he really freaks out. I remember he really sort of, yeah, has a moment of like, "What the fuck is going on?" Where. I would have just answered the question, really, or I don't know. Well, maybe he knew what was coming because after this, he passes the test. Uh, and then as Lee goes on to the next trial, uh, the guy who fucked up the answer is killed. Mm. And the other guy is just tased and not killed. Maybe because he was his ex. Well, he, they said he ne- they need him for later. Did they use him later? I don't recall, I but don't the guys kind of all, all morph into one. Aside from Detective Plot Brown, lol. Plot um, hole. Oh, yeah, we'll get d- to Detective Brown later, I'm sure of it. So, we then get, we then cut to... Is that his name? Is he named Detective Brown? His, I, I wrote down Detective Brown, and I, I'm 98% sure that is yes what he's called. Oh, dear. It was 2006, okay. Jared. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to still play with these kind of things. Uh, Detective Brown, who happens to be African-American, um... And is probably also the only genuinely hot person, especially with Sherlock. He was hot. He was hot. He was the hottest uh, person in this, in this picture. I agree. Um, and that wasn't just all of us trying to be like... <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for the racism. Well, look, the caliber of hotness in this film just isn't the same as, as the others. Like, Detective Brown was a diamond in the rough. Although the lead was bangable. Yeah, it was alright. I would, I would definitely open my legs. I, <laughs> yeah, I would say this was one of the weird, uh, the very few porn uh, experiences I had where I only cracked a boner once, and it was in the detective sex scene. I didn't uh. crack a boner any other time throughout Bone Saw, um, which is weird was- be- because even in Saw itself, I was cracking boners all the time. So, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, I love a guy in some mesh wire that he's trapped in. I love a little, uh, a little, a little puppet Harlequin thingy on oh, on a tricycle. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's no, that's the shit that gets uploaded to Baby Tube. Let's not do that. Let's let's. <laughs> Detective Brown, apologies, uh, is uh, he gets a call from uh, Pat the Psychic or someone saying that they're Pat the Psychic um, <laughs> and uh, is saying that there's somebody trapped in a warehouse and they need to find help. And Detective Brown kind of dismisses this at that point. Uh, we then cut to Bonesaw's next game for Lee um, and it involves a caged man. <laughs> okay, so... There's a guy in a cage, and then there's a series of brain teasers, and Lee only solves (laughs) one of the brain teasers, which opens the cage at this naked cage man's crutch area. Yeah. Um, And rather than kill the cage man, uh, the bone saw says, You have opened one door, but you have a second chance. By opening the middle door, you now have access to his baser anatomy. If you can bring him to orgasm in 15 minutes, the other two doors will open and he will be free. And what if I can't? A deadly gas will fill this chamber and you will continue alone. Hurry, suck my cock. A quickie. A quickie. (laughs) We've, we've, we have all failed a number of brain teasers and been faced with and a situation. And had to blow a man in a cage. <laughs> where you've been given 15 minutes and you got to make him come because you didn't solve the brain teasers. It's as classic tale as... Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Time. I have to say, in trying to get him off within 15 minutes, they were the most inefficient ways of going about it because it starts off blowing him mm. and then... Does he blow him as well at one point, and then he starts fucking him? It was far too prolonged. I think if you've got 15 minutes, you just, you just say, like, what do you like? What are you into? Yeah. Or you start, I don't know, you just give, you just give the, the um, yeah, you say, oh, what's it called? Um, that thing. Prostate? Yeah, you just give the prostate. <laughs> Sam forgot uh, like what a, a prostate was. You, it's, been a, it's been a while, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You give the prostate like a major tickle, a major probe. There are lots of objects around in this film. He definitely could have made it happen. Mm, you say, in this situation, you say, brother, this is life and death. <laughs> brother, how, 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 do I make, how do I make you come the quickest? You, you, you know, this is, this is, this didn't. Why are you uh, calling him brother? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> This is where you, when you're under pressure. That's how dude bros in porn talk to each other. Yeah, when you're under pressure, you go. No, no, they say dude is what I found. Brother, brother, I got to make you come. This is life and death. He fails to make the guy come and the cage (laughs) fills with gas, toxic gas, apparently. We cut to Detective Brown and uh, Pat the psychic tries to convince him again that something bad is going to happen and then is kicked out. Um, he then has a fellow detective enter uh, the, the office um, and they ask, what are you doing for lunch? And <laughs> the other detective very kindly offers that big fat sausage. You actually just reminded me I haven't had dinner yet. Haven't you? <laughs> this is another example of the like, we need to somehow bring another character in for these people to have sex with scenarios that happens well, yeah. in book. They could have fixed that though. What if they just like had him have sex with the psychic as a psychic me. person? There's a, yeah. This detective is crucial for the plot, as we will That's, see. Yeah. That is that is true. <laughs> and, and, and 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 it was the the one sex scene that was uh was good. Was good in my opinion. This one cracked cracked a cracked a bone at this one. None of the scenes did it for me in this yeah. one. The That's, other ones did. Anyway, we cut back to, and it's pretty an abrupt. We cut midway it, it, through. It is very abrupt. Third, yeah. You know, third test, um, which is sucking off two guys. Do we even know what the premise is? I didn't actually. No. At this stage, I was I was going to say I did not quite understand why he was sucking the two guys up. Yeah. Well, actually, guys, as someone who uh, was paying, you know, a lot of <laughs> money, um, I was taking in every inch of the plot. Um, he has to just make them both come in 20 minutes. And no, wait, no, wait. He has to service two guys in 20 minutes and he also has to come because he says, <laughs> but I just came in like a really concerned way. Oh. Um, and they got the, oh. the what's his bone sore is like, you'll find a way. <laughs> He succeeds, though. He he manages to suck both the guys off, and they come, and then he comes. Um, and Even though he did just come. Did just come. That's It's a miracle. It's a Christmas it, miracle. It reminds me of the time that I... Never mind. We don't need to go into <laughs> You came to... Okay. You Sam, can't start. I, you see, this is this is where one on one. Okay, can't. it was in, in high school when I had a boyfriend, and yeah. my ex boyfriend came over, and we hooked up. And I was really worried. I was like, "But my boyfriend will know we hooked up because I won't oh. be able to come." Oh, and then my ex boyfriend was like, "Don't worry, you'll be able to." In high school, I could have done that like four times a day. Now well, I'm like, I now I'm like one. Give me forty eight hours. <laughs> and I'll be back. Yeah, no, now I, I'm in I my thirties. I, I like cried and confessed about five weeks later, but you know, uh, in the moment, okay. it felt great. It's now anyway. on the record of the podcast that Sam is an adulterer, and I want it's that fine. to be known. It's fine. So Lee gets to to flee the scene. He encounters when he's in a car. He finds Pat. Pat uh, mm-hmm. finds him in the car. Um, we then flash to the detectives talking, um, 
and they end up going to the warehouse and they find all the dead people in the warehouse and then twist time detective brown says i should have listened to uh that pat roberts guy and then the other detective is like guy pat is a woman short for patricia oh what a twist um and so it turns out that who we thought was pat roberts was actually the ex-boyfriend of lee and he set all of this up so that they would get back together because Lee wants to get back together with him. Which... And what better way to get back with your ex than to traumatize them with witnessing several murders yeah. and to make them fuck heaps of other guys. Just get out of their system before, you know, mm. before they also, commit to you. This is a bit mean, but also I didn't believe them as a couple. <laughs> Jared, come on. I'm sure Pat had a great soul. Yeah, that's so he mean. He was psychic. He was very, intra- <laughs> he was very you know, intra- introspective. I can't even speak. I'm a bit drunk. Um, you know, he was very insightful. What a mean thing to say. This one, the sex didn't resonate with me enough for me to give it a full three cups of cum. And, yeah. and, and the plot line moved... Uh, far too quickly and and uh abruptly in some very uh non clear ways that i would I, I i would have to rate this one lower than, oh, than gay crocula gray cracula uh, you, you've tried that four <laughs> times now gay racula gay, gay racula ra- and i would give this one like one cup of cum, I, I think. Uh, see, mm. I was going to give it two prolapse anuses. So mm. two out of five. Two, two bloody condoms out of five. I was amused, but yeah, too many quick fixes. The plot was too... I didn't... The theatrical scenes were so bad that they really amused me, but every, you know, everything else is kind of lacking. We only had one legitimately hot cast member, so that's also bringing it down a bit. You know? Yeah. And I didn't enjoy the colour story of this film. <laughs> this is such a the color story. My homosexual was just like screaming Are at the moment. Are you talking about Detective Brown? Looking <laughs> at the product, the production values. The production values, you know, you know, like the color, the color story of a film. The mise en scene. The mise en scene of this was 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 quite drab, and I know that's sore in a in a way, but. It, it was well, definitely yeah. Uncle, Uncle Marty who happened to own like a shoe warehouse and let you film there th- for three hours yeah. and to get it all out. Yeah. If six horses eat six bales of hay in six days, how many bales of hay will 12 horses eat in 12 days? 12. Wrong. Cat is to pussy as rooster is to... Cock. Typical. The final porn parody that we looked at was The Hole, made in 2003. Uh, the plot of The Hole is a parody of The Ring, in case that wasn't clear. Uh, you see a videotape, you get a menacing phone call in the night, and seven days later, you're gay. <laughs> It's a film by uh, Wash West. We start off with, with two college guys just watching their football. Mm. We have Josh, played by Josh Hammer, uh, who is still alive as far as I know. So that's the first. The first film without a condolence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. um, uh, as they're talking, watching foot, uh, football, uh, one of the college guys talks about an urban legend but a video that you watch and then in seven days you will become gay. Mm. This is, this is actually how I came out to a lot of my friends in high school. Did you pretend you saw the video? Did you think the video as being real? And then you were like, I watched it. Yeah. For any young, anyone out there struggling on the perfect way to sort of like come out to your family or friends. um, The best way is to start the rumor of a urban legend of a videotape that you watch. And within seven days, uh, because people accept it. There's no better way to connect than a menacing phone call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh-huh. should, should we leave our numbers or should I just leave my number? Like, what's the go here? <laughs> Send us your numbers and I will happily call any um, listeners to tell them you're gay. Just tell them that they're gay. <laughs> yes. You I do like that. <laughs> I, I Honestly, honestly, a hundred bucks. I, I, I'm in lockdown right now. You DM <laughs> your number to this show. Jared will pass it to me, and at some point, most likely 
you know, between the hours of 3 and 4 a.m., I will ring you (laughs) to tell you you are gay. So Josh confesses that he watched the video seven days prior. And then the phone rings. uh, The friend answers and says, it's for you. Uh, and then uh, it passes it to Josh, and Josh answers, and the person on the other end says, You're gay. To which the friend then replies, Dude, are you gay? <laughs> well, I love also when his friend's trying to console him, and he's like, Okay, look, do you want to watch this? And it's like Cheerleaders go- Gone Wild, or like a Judy Garland video. And he's like trying to. This was a great like, scene. Come on, come on, which ones you want? The whole I I liked all of this. Like so, um, yeah. His his friend tries to test him by showing him straight porno, and he's trying to like wank to the straight porno, and he's completely flaccid. Um, mm. But then his friend does a sexy dance, <laughs> and he becomes hard as a rock. So this film had a lot of fun, like with itself. You know, I feel like this film is what every gay porno parody should be. Well, I I love that they like were pretty funny because his friend looks at his dick and then says, "You responded to the gay go-go stimulus." <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's it's, I also, it's very self-aware. Yeah, this this actor also fully has a, a dick piercing, like mm. the the funny and and a belly tattoo, the, those sun around yeah. the belly tattoo like this is a gay man <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of gay performers that are actually straight men but i think this particular protagonist was a gay man <laughs> like i honey honey you, you you didn't need the the cheerleaders gone wild tape versus the judy garland thing to um to get your answer there or a go-go dance Luckily for our protagonist Josh, though, his straight friend is like, I'm still straight, but my girlfriend is out for the night. And then we get our first fucking scene. Mm, mm. Yeah. I, this, this entire opening, I, I enjoyed very much. I, it was the right level of ch- uh, tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this is a good parody. I actually like this. Yeah. It was also seemingly directed in a way that they were aware that none of these people could act. And yeah. therefore they didn't uh, give them any lines that required any level of sincerity or emotion. Uh- <laughs> so after they fuck, Josh cleans himself off. There is a heart. There is a horrible uh, trend throughout this film where they always clean the cum off with toilet paper, which is a bad idea, by the way, because the toilet paper kind of clumps up and sticks. Sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is an important <laughs> lesson. Bless you, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> I think this is an important lesson that should be in all queer media or any, any sort of gay education out there is... Um, that you should have a dedicated cum rag. Cum rag. An optimal cum rag is necessary <laughs> right. for a happy life. Uh, like, that is 101. Josh then uh, delights us all with a little song about turning gay. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a little three-chord ditty. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll, I'll probably just include it in. So he gets a knock on the door and the knock on the door is from Ben, who is a reporter investigating this video that turns people gay. That is played by Frederick Eklund, who is from Sweden and is now a celebrity because he became a real estate broker and is now on the reality show Million Dollar... Bethany and Frederick? No, Million Dollar Listing New York. No, but I think there's a spin-off Bethany and Frederick. That's so weird. I've got to list up as we we talk. Million Dollar Listing? 
New York. I didn't realize that that was him. Yeah, he used to be Bethany and oh, he might have a spin-off. Oh, this is my mind is blown. Really, here. That is so weird. So he's like a famous real like uh, reality TV star. Now. I've seen him pumping loads into men. That is such a bizarre. I ne- yeah, he's had so much plastic surgery now that I've I never made the connection. Yeah, Frederick Eklund. Um, he 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 says that he like he had a brief sit in porn, but like he did it. He was like, I spent a month in porn. Well, I mean, it was <laughs> like, a, a, a month well spent, clearly. Oh my God, I can't believe this is him. Um, so he, he talks with this journalist, Ben, and Ben asks where they, where all of this began. Um, and he said it all began when they all were at a cabin back in the day with his friends, Eric and Tom. Mm. Um, we then flashback to the cabin and have quite an odd scene, I think, of this one guy slow motion masturbating yeah 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 that is well isn't that isn't that the employee who is that guy that's that's the that's like the manager or the employee at the cabin okay he just has a solo scene yes it's a little but then he like finishes and then he walks out and he says hello like isn't like the here he's like oh hey how can i help you <laughs> The journalist meets him and then he shows him to the room and then the journalist sees the tape. Um, so the video itself contains this naked guy staring at a, at a mirror, a fish, some dogs playing. We have the hole, the like dramatic looking hole thing. The number one, yeah. which has significance that I have never figured out. Um, anyway, after the journalist uh, finishes watching the video, the phone rings. Um, we then get a flashback to Eric and Tom and what happened with them. And they're driving in the car, um, talking about all the pussy that they're going to Look, have. this is a personal favorite moment. They get a call and he assumes it's like the demon from the tape. And he's like, listen here, you sick fuck. Me and my friends are straight. We'll go down to your grandma's pussy if that's what it takes to get a sniff. And then he's like, dude, it's your mom. It was a good comedic. I love good bits. fails. attempts at humor that is so funny. They that is, that fail so hard they end up being funny. You know, it's also <laughs> a classic vision of like a gay man's version of what straight men say to one another. Like they're just driving around and they're like, "We are the biggest pussy hounds in the West." Yeah, like, no one says that. The reality is, if if I like, I spend a lot of time with straight men, and if two straight men were in a car. For that amount of time, traveling that amount of distance, it would actually just be silent. Silent. They wouldn't talk. <laughs> they would actually no. would not speak to each other for a majority of that time. Well, lucky so, for um, these, lucky for these men, they end up both seeing and driving into the hole. The hole. Yes, the That's hole right. appears before them, and they drive into it. Uh, and then we cut to them massaging each other, um, and then they fuck, um, and. The only other note that I have is that after they fuck, one of them says, now that we're homo-identified, we can go to circuit parties and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Ben, the journalist, ends up going to Eric's house, um, and they have a discussion about that that Eric and the other guy are now a couple and all these sorts of things. And it's very insightful. There's those lines, like, I've only been gay for five days and I'm already in a non-monogamous relationship. I'm glad a lot of the gay couples are happy, even though Ben the journalist is increasingly getting worried that he is uh, uh, turning gay. A couple of scenes later, we have Ben the journalist jerking off in bed um, and he's looking at a magazine, a straight magazine... There's a guy and a girl. I am I wrong in thinking that I thought this was kind of clever? That like as he's jerking off, he sometimes pitches the girl massaging him, and then the guy, and it keeps flipping back. Yeah, because he's fighting it. You know, he's he's torn between two worlds. And I love that when he sees the guy, the guy and him never actually properly kiss, but the guy's yeah. always trying, and like he's kind of kissing him, but it's not quite reciprocated. You get that sense of temptation. It's about the anguish. Yes. The anguish is hot. The kind of like, yeah. do I do this or do I do I embrace where I really am or do I fight it? And I always appreciate what a a a, a, a non-verbal non-verbal storytelling. Yes. You know? 
this was a great... <laughs> I love trying to legitimize things. This is not about the discovery of sexuality. <laughs> I, I really felt heard. No, because he's thinking of the girl, and then he's thinking of the guy, but then when he ultimately comes, he comes on the other guy's penis. Mm. The imaginary so guy. inner longing. His inner longing, yeah. But this is also my favorite thing. Well, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but something I really do enjoy is when you're just sort of like pulling the patch and um, <laughs> someone's just kind of... What what the, the, the guy's doing in this scene is just kind of rubbing up against him. Like, you know... Oh, yeah. You, know, you don't think logistics when you're jerking off. You know, they're just they're kind of rubbing up and, 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 you know, I really enjoyed that although i do note that he as well uh wipes his cum off with toilet paper really oh, I, mm-hmm. all right maybe it was a naughty's thing maybe, i'm yeah, sure they in had naughty's in the naughty's i had a cum towel maybe i was like ahead of my time I don't <laughs> you know. started the trend uh that night he dreams um there's like black and white pictures of the guys making out in front of the mirror uh and then when he wakes up he realizes that they're at the dome which is this this structure of some sort that he's aware of he discusses the dome with josh and then he also reveals that dogs keep getting sick around the dome and that a man died at a sex party in the dome previously (laughs) and so he gets uh josh to come with him to new mexico to investigate this mysterious dome which appears in the tape hmm they find the dome. Coincidentally, there's an orgy happening right there. And they watch the orgy in t- from day until night. So they're obviously transfixed by what's going so on. So the here. sequence of events confused me with this because they see the two guys and then those two guys fuck. And then we get a hard cut. And I thought that, that was a flashback, but it was a just a flash forward to the night. Yeah, and then a, a, a sex party, the orgy begins. So I think Another- they... I think they yeah. watched two different sexual encounters on over their, several hours. Over several hours in their <laughs> stakeout, um, like any good gumshoe would do. But you know, you can never teach a gay a lesson. You 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 know, someone dies in a, a fucking gay orgy in a dome that makes dogs a whole bunch of sick. And, yeah, and, you know, that's never ver- explained. <laughs> and the very next day, what are we doing? We're back at the dome, yeah. having sex, where the dogs are getting sick. Apparently, hours and hours at a at a time. You, you, you know, this is this this part of the film. I think was a moral lesson, being like, guys, come on. It was literally in a a, a poorly printed out newspaper article that he handed oh, the guy. Oh, are you saying this was like negative? Also, we keep calling it an orgy, but in my notes, I was like, technically gangbang? Question mark? Because there's yeah. like a single point of yeah. convergence. It's like a black hole. Hole the hole. Yeah, I would agree. Well, they see the hole. They see, like, don't they see the hole when they look through the window? Like, they see the actual symbol. Or do they? How are we so. missing? Well, look, how have we missed? My main takeaway is that there's an orgy or whatever you want to call it, and people are chanting "fuck that ass," "fuck that fuck ass," that and ass. then we finish off with a good little bakaki type thing with the with the the dude um, and Josh and Ben go to the door where they meet uh, Malachi Stone, I believe his name is a legitimate name of a legitimate person i'm sure Um, (laughs) and it turns out his uncle is the one that died they have a bit of an exchange and nothing comes of it so that entire thing with the dome and the orgy goes nowhere and it's just a pet out time get some sex scenes in you know i did like that they did have one line that was like do you think that fish on the tape was a red herring? <laughs> Look, I think a lot of things are red herring, but, you know, at the end, one of them embrace they embrace their sexuality. One of them's like, thank you, tape. And the other one's like, thank you, hole. <laughs> and they have blissful sex. So what more could one want? Well, before that, though, I had to note the, like, slightly homophobic thing before that, where so they end up going. So the number one somehow relates to the original cabin where all of this happened they both Mm. go back to the original cabin and 
Josh and Ben are discussing things and Ben is like, I don't want to be gay. And then Josh is like, we're not all like those femme guys. Like, that's essentially his thing. I listen to punk bands and do all these sorts of things. And then Ben's like, oh, yeah, gays like you make it different. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. We, I mean, you can interpret it as homophobia or also that... Maybe gays do come in all different temperaments, shapes, and sizes. But yeah, I think it was just a bit of a a bit of a jab. Yeah, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try. I was trying to see the in positive. A gay porno, like know your fucking target market. <laughs> yeah, it's also, you know, although we are doing our very best to legitimize the material, it's not a place for nuanced commentary on things <laughs> no. like internalized homophobia within the uh, gay community. Uh, Whereas it was really on track when it was like, hey, we're a dumb gay porn and we're going to make some real silly. We're going to yeah. sing a song. Yes. Um, also, just after that exchange, then they start fucking. And then they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Before they start fucking, uh, he looks at the clock and he's like, well, guess I'm gay now. And then they fuck. And then we find out after that that the clock was broken and he gets the phone call saying that he's gay and he said <gasps> i already know that and that's the ending of the film the whole i i would yeah i would also give this one four cups of blood and cum yeah uh because i think it it, <laughs> it was a good time and and the the sex was decent it is closer to uh, i think it's in be- in that in-between porn phase where it's not quite uh, brutal fucking murder porn, um, but it's also not like uh, kissing in a daisy field. You, you you know, it's... It's it's the actual sex, I feel like, was fairly, like, mm, vanilla. Yeah, yes. Uh, but it, it actually made me laugh a couple times and... Um, that's a shock because uh, I'm usually, you know, so heavily sedated that <laughs> <laughs> that rarely happens. So I, as he laughs, as, as I've been <laughs> laughing this whole show, uh, I, yeah. I agree with you on the whole. I was going to give it uh, four prolapsed aces Prolapse. out of five. Uh, Sam? Four tongue punches out of five. Excellent. We agree. And, See, you know. Mm. I think, are we all in consensus with how we'd rank them? I was going to rank Gay Racula, The Hole, Bones. Look, I think Gay Racula yeah. and The Hole are kind of like neck and neck. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think Gay Racula is kind of like half a cock in front. Yes. Yeah. Love yeah. it. I would say Gay Brorac. Gay Baraka. <laughs> Story of a president to be. Gay Baraka. Brack. I'm Gay. sure there's a Baraka. There would be. There would be. Uh, yeah. I would say Baraka Gay Bracula is, yeah, probably about a millimeter closer to my prostate than the hole. Uh, but, but the hole is right there, and, and Bone Sore, unfortunately, is coming up. Um, in the rear. coming up the rear just to really <laughs> thank you Luke for coming on the podcast oh I uh, wanted to any... yeah legitimately say thanks for having me on because this is always a, a fun time and, and this this kind of chat is is um uh right up my prostate <laughs> <laughs> we're tweaking it it's been a real pleasure and 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 it gave me a legitimate reason to uh, watch three hours of pornography. Um, do you have anything you want to promo? Oh, actually, I, I would like to to promo um, a couple of things that are coming up that are in the the pipeline for me. So my debut fragrance is coming out soon. <laughs> it's uh, called Kick 'Em While You're Down and Clowning About Town. Um, Love it. It, it sort of smells like wet cigarettes that you find after a week. Um, so that is coming up as well. <laughs> I don't have anything a particular to to, to, to plug, um, but the Gays are revolting. Is uh, uh, we're releasing our after shows, which was like our paid content um, in the coming weeks. So uh, you can um, still check that out, and and it will stay up. And and I'm really proud of the work 
that that we did together on that show and um yeah i i i i think if i'm involved with something i'm pretty obnoxious about it online that you know you'd hear well do you have like an instagram oh yeah you can um follow me on instagram at luke's like an ant uh which is a parody of um Speaking of parodies, it's a parody version of I'm Like a Bird, the Nelly Furtado song, which I rewrote and sent to her, and she never replied to me. Uh, so oh. she goes on. Let's all at <laughs> Nelly Furtado <laughs> as part of our camp call to action. So Sodomites, yeah, yeah, get, get, get onto Nelly Furtado for me, um, or uh, follow me on Twitter, um, uh, ob- obnoxious abbreviation. Uh, which is abbreviated obnoxiously, but just look for my name. What time is it? Yes? You're gay. I already know that. Thank you for listening to the Sinister Sissies podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sinister Sissies. You can also follow us on Instagram at Sinister underscore Sissies. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Jared Bartle. That's Jared with a Y. Uh, Please also consider um, joining our Patreon uh, I figured out how Patreon works now, and I now do early release episodes on Patreon, Ooh. so you get things early. And I've got a great idea for our Patreon that I haven't yeah, even told go. Jared about. So you know, maybe we could fun. do the your gay phone calls through your Patreon. Anyone? Oh, <laughs> <very> <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> taxing. If well, look. <laughs> Keep your keep your ears peered for October. That's all I'll say. Um, yes. So we've got we're gonna we are developing our Patreon more. We're giving it a go. We're still trying to figure it out. Please give us any suggestions of how you think a Patreon should work because we're just figuring it out as we go along. And until next time, stay sinister. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.